right, watch, man. Let's go ahead, man. Next Friday, or this Friday coming up, Friday, next Friday, part of stuff coming up, Benny the Butcher, the Butcher coming. You already know how we feel about Griselda up here, man. Dropping his um, project with Hit Boy, obviously the first joint that we've got to hear right now. And we spoke about it briefly um, last week because we had a snippet of it. But we get the full song now with Big Sean, um, Benny, and Lil Wayne, um, Hit Boy. Um, it's, getting, it's getting a lot of love I see on social media, Hard Body. How do you feel about the song now that we get the full main course of the song also now with um, happy, Big Sean? I am happy that Benny is now going to get eyes and ears on him that me and you have had on him for the past couple of years. Right. The ears for the older heads, right? The older heads like us who really dig the Gazelda movement. Now there's mm-hmm. going to be new ears because he's collaborating with basically the biggest rappers of the last 15 years. If you, and if you want to go mm-hmm. 20 years, you say, Wayne, Wayne is a legend. So it's good right. that he has this collaboration because I feel it's going it, to... People who love Wayne and get everything Wayne does and people who love Big Sean, Big Sean just came on an album that everybody bought. So these guys have established big fan bases. They're going to right. hear Benny for the first time, and I think they're going to like what they hear. So I like that he's reaching a new market of hip-hop fans. The album is called Birding of Proof, Birding of Proof, and it drops when this Friday coming up here. Um, obviously, the whole album entirely by Hit Boy. I know you a lot of you people out there are, are big on the Nas and Hit Boy project, watching the Nine, not too much. For the most part, um, but collaborations, Watts. Obviously, we heard Little Wayne and Big Sean already. Um, Rick Ross, Freddie Gibbs, Queen Nyjah, Dom Kennedy. Obviously, Khan and Westside is on here. Uh, talk to me, man. October sixteenth. Talk to me. What do you think I about the features? I think his 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 collaboration with Queen. Queen Naji, her name is Queen Naji. She's a big, big. Queen she has a big. Following. She she gained fame through YouTube, and she got a huge okay. following. And I think Benny getting a collaboration with her is really going to open the doors for him in terms of it's really going to bring a new set of ears to him. Um, I think this. I, I don't think Benny has anything to prove with us in terms of can he rap. That's there. The question I right. want to know is. Will these collaborations do for him what he wanted to do for him? You know what I'm saying? Like, he did the plugs I met because he wanted to show he could rap ball for ball with the greatest MCs. So I would like to know, are you doing this? What is the purpose you want from this album? Do you want to reach a new market, a new fan base, or do you just want to show your versatility? Whatever you're doing, I'm completely fine with it because, like I said, I think Benny has – is completely established. Well, you know what I'm saying? So, do you think people are going to feel the way you feel when you say Benny's established? Hold on. Do you think some people are going to feel like the hardcore, not saying we're not hardcore Griselda fans, but the Griselda fans who are like, okay, why Ross? Why Wayne? You're going to have some, why, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have some people feel that way, right? Let's just call it what it is. That's how hip hop is. It's really hard to hear somebody say, why Wayne? Everybody wants to rap with Wayne. Right. And everybody mm-hmm. who loves hip hop rap. Wayne, so that's a no-brainer. It's the same with Rick Ross. Rick Ross is a hip-hop head. Rick Ross, it ain't like Rick Ross ain't a hip-hop head. So these are hey, these, these are not let's, bad collabos. Let's not forget last year when we heard Rick Ross rapping with Smith and Wesson, 
That dude was off my little curveball. I was like, what? Smith or Wesson and Rick Ross got a drink together? That was kind of wild, but that told me a lot about Ross, that he actually would jump on a song with Smith or Wesson, though. You know what I mean? I saw that collaboration. I was like, you know. Rick Ross is a hip hop head, and he's a he's a dude in his forties, man. Rick Ross been listening to hip hop since the eighties. You know what I'm saying? Like he knows what right. time it is. He's a ninety guy who loves all the dope. He's a fan of hip hop. So to me, I don't I can't see why people mad. Like are people yeah, people first of all people love Freddie Gibbs, so I know they're gonna love the Freddie Gibbs collab. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but hold on, hold on, hold on. So, you can't say that because Gibbs, hold on, Gibbs and, and Benny been working together for a minute now, so it's like. Gibbs and Griselda have been making music together for a couple of years and some change over a year now. You know what I mean? So, so I believe I, I believe this album is going to be very well received. But here's what I really believe. I believe okay. Hip Boy is going to get some serious flowers. Like serious flowers. I believe we're going to give Hip Boy more, more than he's getting with Nas. Then we gave him with Nas. 100%. No, no, that's different to us though. Are you saying us or the masses? Us. Okay, because the master's already giving him love off of Nas King's Disease Project, which I, I listen, I, it's, you know, it is what it is. I don't have a problem with the timeless song with Wayne and Big Show. I don't have a problem with it at all. If, Wayne, if, if, if Benny now wants to reach a different market, I'm not mad at that, right? But I'm still going to grade the music and listen to the music itself. You know, I'm expecting this album to be like, okay. Certain hooks that Benny might have. I mean, the drug talk is still going to be there. I'm pretty sure. Is he going to talk about other stuff? Is this, is this an album where he talks about other things except the stove and the pots and stuff? He doesn't have, he have some drinks. You feel he that's not going to. You know what I mean? To me, to me, he doesn't have to. Okay. Um, that's not who he is. We're not to talk about stuff like that if that's not who you are. Like, tell me, you want him to have, you want him to do a bunch of frontline songs like Conway? Is that what you want? Do frontline? Do you? <laughs> you never got into that bag heavy though. That's my point. That's my point. So he, but he I wouldn't, have but to I wouldn't. Right hold now. on, but hold on. Free Lord did a song like that, and I liked it though. I don't, I don't got a problem with Benny does a song like that. I have no problem with that. A full song, no problem. Now, but hold on. It ain't like I'm asking to do 19 songs of that, brother. If he does one, that would be cool. All right, you know what? That's dope. If he has no song any of that, I'm not going to be, it's not going to bother me. My nigga, don't put words in my mouth. I don't think it's going to bother me either. I'm saying, is this, when you have features of Ross and stuff like that, right? And Big Sean and all these other guys, you know, and Hit Boys doing the production and stuff like that. You get what I'm saying? I'm just focusing just on that. Also, I would like to hear what Ross got to say with Benny, though. I'm very interested to hear how that joint pops off and everything. Even though I wouldn't mind hearing Benny with other, you know, I wish Specials on here. I wish R.J. Payne was on here. I ain't gonna lie. Benny, I know, you know, you, you know, you and Payne are cool, but I still would like him and Payne to still do collaboration, right? We, we, if, we, if we saw R.J. Payne on the track list in here, we would be good with it. I'll be happy with it. To be honest, you know what I mean. Um, recently you're not hold talking up, about. Hold, yeah, up, we're talking hold about, up, um, hold up, hold up, hold up. Before you go there, um, King Vaughn did a song with Fabio Foreign. Um, okay. I'd like to get your opinion on that. How do you, how do you, how did you feel about I'm that not, collaboration? I'm not from 63rd. Let me say that first off. King Vaughn, shout out to you. Um, I actually like this song. I like it. I like man. I like King Vaughn's energy, man. 
You know, I know we're labeled as the old head guys up here, but you've given Fabi Flowing mad love. We've given Pop Smoke mad love. You know what I'm saying? Um, Envy Kane. We've talked about these young boys on here. You know what I mean? The, the RIP once again, KJ Baller and, and um, so Nick Blicky, I think it was. Yeah, the guys who brothers who passed away, one of the Blickies and stuff. I like this song. It's cool to see Fabio chilling in um, Old Block We're with King Vaughn, the young boys, you know, New York City, Chicago. Let's be real, man, for all the talk that, you know, New York, the young New York cats might have stole Chicago style or whatever, UK drill talk, this, that, and the third. For King Vaughn and, and Fabio to link up and, and all that kind of talk, is that a beefing and worry about who's did this? Let's get on the track together. Let's do a video together. Let's get it cracking. So you can tell they, they rock with each other heavy and stuff like that, you know? I like Vaughn's energy, man. I ain't gonna hold you. I like Vaughn's energy. Solid song. So you think so? I like, so, so this is solid. I like it more than a Nas song. I like it more than a Nas song. How about that? The energy matches more. Uh, I, I, I 100% agree with you. The Fabio <laughs> Foreign, King Vaughn collaboration to me is better than Nas Fabio. Because at least Fabio's being who he is. And rapping over Joby and not trying to, and, right. and not going way out of his game. And I don't have to hear Nas going, que lo que, que lo que. I'm going to hear that garbage. That's cringy. That's okay. cringy, Nas. Nas, that's so, cringy, so, my so guy. Follow-up question. We're 20 years in to MOP releasing The Warriors, produced by oh, Primo and 50 Rolex. Do you have any love thoughts it. about MOP's Warriors album, the 20th anniversary? Were you outside... Yes. When that album came out, I was outside when the album came out, and that Warriors album was in heavy rotation. I know a lot of you people out there always want to go to Annie Up, like that's the only song they had on that album. No, they had a lot of songs on that album. Foundation, um, Follow Instructions, um, Welcome to Brownsville with um, Teflon and all that stuff. They had a lot of fire joints on here, man. This album was a strong, and I'm saying a strong four and a half my album. And I'll say this also by MLP. For all the love we give a lot of artists and talk about Mike Spike's ratings and stuff, MLP, in my opinion, has never had less than a three and a half mic album in a catalog. It's been three and a half, four mics, four and a half mic albums in a catalog. And I love, this is my favorite MLP album. I love this album a lot. I like it a lot. It's a dope album. Love it. I have nothing bad to say about Warriors. Love it. Fire. He have such a first of all the reason why Annie Up was talked about because Annie Up was a I would say would you say Annie Up was the biggest song they've ever had? Yes, it was. So and, 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 and the reason why and the reason why I know Annie Up was big is because the year one oh six and Park started, I remember MOP performed Annie Up. And I remember that little too. fame was so happy. Like, I was just looking at the happiness on his face after they performed with the energy. The crowd really mm-hmm. liked it. Just, I love him. It, it felt good because, you know, we really want to see MOP, like, make it. But I could see that was one of the reasons where they really felt. That was as close to commercial love to me as they was ever going to get just keeping it so authentic, so so funky. But as for MOP's mic rating. I think MOP have several full mic albums. Yeah, like I agree. this is just one of the several full mic albums. And for whatever the reason is, because MOP never got the true commercial taste of stardom, sometimes they get swept under the rug. But they do. to me, 
I always had them sitting at the table with Mob D. MOP. They were just different. And Onyx. Uh, uh, they and were Onyx. different. I had them with Boot Camp Click, with Onyx, with Mob Deep. They gave me Alcoholics the same feel, niggas. just different. Yeah, Alcoholics, just, just different. I thought if I wanted to hear raw, grimy Brooklyn hip-hop, it couldn't get better than that. MOP. MOP. That's a fact. I thought they captured the. I love Smooth Hustle and Trigger the Gambler, man, but they didn't have continuity like MOP. They, just, they didn't know. I thought Smooth and Trig was going to take off like MOP did for whatever reason and panel like that. But I also piggyback on what you said the commercial success or what they were looking for. I think that's when they tried to sign a Rockefeller. It was too late. And when they tried to mess with 50, it was too late also. It was this bad timing. When they try to jump, when they, you know, doing business with both. To me, I don't even look at it as bad timing. What I look at it as is MOP was so raw and gutter that for whatever reason, white mainstream commercial radio was not going to gravitate to the kind of music they do. It just no, wasn't going to happen. I agree. Uh, Rockefeller, Jay knew these dudes were dope. 50. He knew these dudes were dope. My man, you, can't you forgot the fall. On, on, you forgot no. about the fall on Blaze song with Seth Rollins and Hove in '98. That was our, that was our shit. No, no, and Hove was in the video. I, I didn't and Hove was in the video. Right, I, I didn't forget about it. I'm just saying that that's my shit. They, um, MOP to me, it was never too late for them. I think they always had a lane that was just too rough, rugged, and raw. For mainstream audience to digest, that's just how I felt. So why did and all right? So why? So all right, hold on. So why did white America gravitate more to Onyx more than MOP? Because it was a heavy metal. They gave them a heavy metal feel or slam and all that. Yeah, slam. Come on, slam. The, the video was appealing to white America. Mosh pit diving. Right. I agree. You know, agree. they marketed them like that. MOP, if you think about hard about some hardcore produced by Hyperion, aka the director of Belly. Uh, black and white video, they was just raw. Like when I think I MOP, I think raw hip hop. And for whatever the reason was, it, it's a taste that did not have. I remember when 50 got them. You know what 50 wanted them to do? He wanted them to get in shape. He was like, yo, I need y'all to get in the gym and get in shape so I can get y'all out there. Like it was just like you want to market them as something they're not. You know what I'm saying? When they make, do you remember the remix they did for uh, uh, I Would Be a Head Boy? Little Fame. Body that joint. That mm-hmm. would be had remix. The first yes, nigga that say, "Do you not?" Fame is nice, man. With red and broccoli. Come on, man. And then, what about the remix for home? For you don't know. Hold on, I love you don't know, and I love you don't know remix. I love that joint. I love MOP man, Billy and Fame man. I know niggas give Fame a little bit more love. Them BD, but I love Billy Gans a lot too, man. I love those brothers, man. MOP, like, just be able to talk to somebody to MOP because how much I love their music. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had some of, like, listen, not for nothing, niggas always say big nods and hold with these Primo beats. Primo laced MOP with some fire crack beats, man. Like, their relationship Primo, with Primo should not be overlooked at all. Primo loves MOP. If you yep. ever talk to Primo about MOP, all he's going to do is say, I love those guys, and he loves producing for them. You can tell MCs that Primo likes working for, MOP is mm-hmm. one of them. This man, the, yep. and, and he 
gave them everything he could. He want he Dog, wanted MOP to he really blessed blow. MOP more than Nas and pre, more than Nas Big and Jay. He got more beats for them than Nas Big and Hove. That's a fact. On this album, on this on this foundation album, he produced five songs on one album. On Warriors album, there's mad joints on there. He produced mad joints on there. He produced five. Mad joints. He produced five of joints. Now, the yep. thing that I think is not appreciated is our guy, Dr. Period, produced Annie Love Up. Period. And people do yep. not give Dr. Period props like he wasn't outside giving them body bag Brooklyn beats like he gave Blase. Yeah, he was. Blase. Dr. Period is not props. We act like Dr. Period wasn't outside. Blase. He was outside. You didn't give Blase, us any props about Dr. My nigga, I'm not gonna hold you. I went, I went and bought that tape, but the only good song was the the single "Eastern House." Oh my God, that's the now best he had song. Another one. He had another one. Nah, another better song. than that though, B. Come on, man. When he's in the house, another oh song. my God, that's the best song, bro. Blasey, what was that? Like yeah. Like, yeah. Now he had another song that was dope. I I, I, nah, I, I wanted Blasey to keep it going, but 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 uh. But hip hop, let me just say, just to show you how difficult it is in hip hop, man. You could really hit hard in hip hop. The streets could love you, and then you can never recapture that feel, man. It happened. We saw it happen to Smooth the Hustler. We saw it happen to Blase Blase. Like, Yo, it's not easy to keep it going in hip hop. Yeah, but see, I don't understand about Smooth, because he dropped in 96. And then, like, after that, 97, 99, he still was a bubbling. Like, that's. Come on, Smooth, man. I love Smooth Hustler, man. Love him. I mean, like Royal Flush, and those are my guys right there. Mike Geronimo, like, I, I love that that little trio right there, man. Love that trio, man. Well, you didn't rock with um Royal Flush. Yeah. What, what about Tash? What about Tash? Don't you put Tash in that same category, Tash? I love Tash. I don't even want to put Tash in just in the West Coast bracket for the alcoholics. I just like Tash. Period. I just thought he was dumb nice. Like, I liked him more than some New York niggas, so I don't want to put him just all the West Coast now. He was just dumb. He was lyrically fire to me. He had a dope voice. He had, like, you know what I'm saying? Alcoholics, we talk about alcoholics numerous times on this show, man. Niggas know how we feel about the alcoholics, man. Alcoholics get bad love from us. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to hold you at all. Uh, is it safe to say, Watts, when I get a Method Man in Havoc this year? I don't know. I want to get it way. this year, but I, I, I just don't know. I want to. I want to get. I would say this here. though, man. Meth, I just felt like you should have after after the you know, listen. You had one of the best verses this year, just like how we felt about um, Sunday School last year with um, Thirty Eight Special. That's how I feel about um, Method Man's um, Lemon verse, man. I love Meth's Lemon verse, man. I love. The, I still play Lemon Hard Body, man. I just feel you know. I know he's doing power and everything like that. He's doing you know shows and everything. So maybe the interest to link up with have to make it sound right. But I wish we could drop it this year, though. This year, to me, would have been the best year for him to drop it. Not saying he can't drop it next year, though, Watts. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. The timing aspect of it would have been dope if he was able to drop it this year. I, I you know agree. I mean? he, he, as soon as he promoted it, like, yo, me and Havoc got an album together, and it's coming out in August, and then it never came out. So I was, like, I was upset about that. Because I really, was I really want to hear. I really want to hear. I, I really that. wanted to hear that 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 stuff, especially after after Havoc gave Conway such a fire fire beat. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm not gonna hold you. I'm very interested to hear a mess. 
was going to sound like because I'm still I'm not going to lie to you say I'm shocked but man I wasn't if you told me Meth would have had a, a five mic verse in 2020 was like wow because I hate to beat up Slick Rick again man but Slick Rick's verses on West Side Gun album are cringe worthy man like really bad watch like really bad and people talk, and, when, and when I say that people think I'm trying to trying to defecate on Slick Rick like me and you didn't play Slick Rick Greater Rex or Slick Rick even though you hip-hop niggas don't love talking about the art of storytelling, Slick Rick's second album, nobody ever wants to talk about that album. And it's like Snoop Dogg album, Dogfather. They just sweep those albums under the rug and just act like that. I didn't like that album at all. I'm going to keep it tall. Did not like that album. Wasn't feeling it. Just didn't do it for me. Just like Jasmine Taz. I love Gangstar, but I didn't like when Google was doing the Jasmine Taz 1 and 2. I didn't like those projects because Primo, Fingerprints and Footprints are not all that those projects. You know what I mean? Agreed. So th- there's one thing I wanted to ask you. I was talking mm-hmm. about, I was talking to off the air, I was talking to some of my friends about what do you think of some of the greatest four-man hip-hop songs where it was poxy cuts with four MCs. So I said, let me think throughout the years. So I was thinking about some, and I wanted to get your opinion on a couple of them. Um, All right. The song Forever with Drake, Kanye West, Lil Wayne, and Eminem. What did you think about that song? It's a four-man song. It's all right. It's cool. I like it. How would you compare cool. that to a song like Fourth Chamber? I'll put Fourth Chamber over that, though. You go Fourth Chamber over that? So, so, so in your opinion, you would say Fourth Chamber, Killer Priest, Ghost, Jizza, Rizza. To you, it's a better song than the Drake, Kanye, Lil Wayne, Eminem yeah. four-man song. Forever. Okay. <laughs> Uh, no, I know okay, you common boys hear shit like that and be like, how could you say that to me? Because the names of Drake and Lil Wynn, yeah, those names, wow. No, I'm not putting that shit over Fourth Chamber. Are you fucking kidding me? Hell to the no. Like, no. Okay, okay so, I would not put that shit over Eye for an so, Eye, none of them shits. Eye for an Eye, with Mark Deep, Nas and Raekwon, no. Those joints are like, no. No. So wait a minute. What about, what about Headbanger? That's another four-man song. Five what do you song. think about Headbang, the four-man song, compared to uh, Forever, song. the song I just told you? So what it's song do you, would you prefer? It's a bad comparison. No, the four-man song. I'm just saying we're, we're talking about four-man collaborative songs. So I'm just asking, how would you rank the four-man song Headbanger, Hit Squad, to this Forever song? I'm going Hit Squad, man. I'm going Headbanger, man. Hey, okay, so I'm going to go to the Redman. Uh-huh. Redman's verse alone. Go Redman's the- verse alone. Hold on. Redman's verse alone shits on everything that those niggas are talking about. How about that? Okay. Well, wow. We talk about some great, we talk about some great dudes, man. Okay. Because people may not understand that, so I, I, I'm just asking. No, I'm going so Redman, I'm get another man. Song. Another four-man song is Swagger Like Us. Jay-Z, T.I., Kanye West, and Lil Wayne. That is a four-man collaborative song. Uh, how would you compare a song like Swagger Like Us to a song like, say, uh, The Symphony. That's another four-man song. Oh, so Symphony, what song man. do you... It, 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 I so, never liked Swagger so Like Us. Would, let me say this real quick. I never liked Swagger like, like Us like that at all. I'm just going to keep it real with y'all. It was never a song that I really... Like, oh, my God. It wasn't an oh, my God song. Like, The Symphony is an oh, my God song. So, so the thing I'm trying to... I'm trying to come come to terms with it. These are some big 
powerful four mic songs I'm naming, like Swag Like Us, Jay-Z, T.I., Kanye, Lil Wayne, I named Forever with Drake, you know, Drake, Kanye West, Lil Wayne, Eminem, like these are powerful lineups. And yet you would say a song like Eye for an Eye was better than these, than these two yeah. songs? That's a fact. Both of them shit together. And, and would you say That's Fourth Thomas Chamber music. is better than these? Would you say Fourth Thomas. Chamber is better than those two songs? Okay, just curious to see how By you take far. four man songs. That's just to know. I would definitely like that. That's not even. A, I wasn't a big fan of Swagger. Like, man, let me just say this, man. I was not a fan of that joint like that, bro. I'm not gonna hold you, son. It didn't really do much for me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, um, you and I were talking earlier about, you know, talking about when we have a conversation about albums of the year and everything like that. Do you think the public forgot about how how great Graph's Oracle Two project was? Because it yeah. came out so early. I think they want people still have that in their radar. I think it came out too early, and people have the because we're in the era of albums that come out every week. People are in the if your album is not released in the last two to three weeks, we forgot about it and we moved on to the next album. I feel the era of having albums marinate for the entire year. I believe that era is gone because people just want you know you got artists who put out different projects. For example, Graf put out another album already. So he's already moved on. And I think people right. have completely forgotten how great the Oracle 2 is as a body of work. I have not. And I will judge 2020 by from January to December. That's how I'm going to judge it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, we think about 21 Savage out here selling records like crazy out here in this type of climate. I about. think Lou- that shock you I think, at all? I think, I think when Lonzo Ball came out and said, we don't listen to Nas, we listen to 21 Savage, and I started calling him Nas, I, I started calling him Lonzo Esco, and we used to have these back and Not forth debates about it. Kept these back and forth debates about it. Well, the MC that he kept talking about was 21 Savage. He, that's what he was talking about. He was like, we listen to 21 Savage, we don't listen to Nas. That's what he said. So now fast forward to 2020. Nas comes up with an album that everybody loves. Hit Boy produced it. It's released to the public. 48,000 for this week. Great numbers in the digital ever for somebody who's been in the game for 30 years. It's actually phenomenal numbers. But to me, for 21 Savage to come out and do over 170,000 copies in the first week, digital, it's mind-blowing. Like, we have to give 21 Savage his credit as for this generation, young boys, we gotta give him his props. I mean, this man by himself sells more than all the Migos individually. Like, with all the Migos did solo albums, and none of them was as big as I'm glad you said their name was. Has the Migos train slowed down? Yes, to me it has. The Migos train has slowed down, and I'm gonna tell you why. I think they are. They went completely. And the 50 Cent formula back, meaning they went heavy, heavy on their ad libs and just, they're just like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But the one thing about hip-hop is hip-hop, hip-hop keeps moving. Hip-hop goes to another sound. 
So I think Quavo realized that when he started jumping on songs of Pop Smoke, like he understood, yo, there's a new sound. I got I to gotta, I gotta reinvent myself and stay with the times. But right. it's clear that they are trying to find a lane for themselves because they've been putting out single after single all year, and nobody's talking about them. They keep putting out songs with no album. So clearly, I don't know if it's the pandemic, but it feels as if the Migos aren't as hot as I thought they was. But I could be wrong because 21 Savage came out here and showed he's the, one of the biggest rappers of 2020. You know what I'm saying? I did not know that 21 Savage, the young people, the young generation are still gravitating to him. I didn't know it was still that heavy at, at, at that type of I didn't know he. I didn't know he had the streets like that with the young folks. Uh, if you told me that, I would. I did not know. Are you shocked? That Twenty One Savage is leading the charge for the young generation. What are your What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm not because people people love him. And by the way, salute to Twenty One Savage for being from Britain and reinventing yourself as, a, as being from Atlanta and having and using no British accent. I, I, I have to respect it. You know what I'm saying? Um, first of all, are we going to put respect, are we going to put respect on Metro Booming's production, that Metro Booming is the producer on this album? Has Metro Booming now jumped back into the forefront as one of the leading producers? Because you know him from his work with Jimi Hendrix, with Future Hendrix, a.k.a. Future Hendrix, Trap God Future, ATL oh, legend. Um, but, but Metro Boomin's beat, well, does this bring Metro Boomin back to the forefront as the top producer? I don't know if it brings back to the forefront, but it's a conversation now is going to be like, let's not, let's not forget about Metro, because obviously if 21 Savage is selling records like that, and Metro is the mastermind behind the, the, the production aspect of it. Yeah, we're gonna have to give it up to to, um, to Metro. Have to. Okay. Have to. No doubt. I literally I, have I'm, to I'm, gonna make, I'm gonna make, make sure Metro Boom and, and Twenty One Savage get their flowers or the acknowledgement that in modern current hip hop they are the dudes. So listen, we can talk about Griselda all year, every day. 21 Savage is more popular than them. By far. Yeah. By far. You see? Yeah. You, like, like, in that, you, you, you don't even know how to internalize that. But I'm telling you, 21 Savage is a star. Like, 21, here's the thing. 21 Savage don't got to work with people to get a, to get a fan base or, or to reach out. Like, he is the fan base. He's part of this, you know, he's 27 years old, and this is his prime run. Savage Mode 2. We're going to put some respect on he's 27. 20, hold on, tell me, tell me. That's all I'm he's saying. He's 27? He's 27? Yeah, he's 27. Yep. Wow. Impressive. Impressive. I'm not going to lie, though. 21 Savage had a verse on Games album last year that I liked a lot. I'm not going to lie. No, he was on the hook. He was on the hook part. I actually liked him on the hook on Games I'm album last year. I thought 21 Savage had a fire verse on Mix album. The champion album that What's came out in 2018. When they said, <laughs> they said Hope had the best <laughs> verse of the year. <laughs> when they said Hope had the verse of the year. <laughs> Yo, in 2018, the greatest years in, in, in rap a long time. And dudes was like, oh, Hope was the best verse of 2018. Nah, 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 sorry. 
I got, and I said this before, because we had this conversation, but 38 special verses were better than Jay-Z's in 2018. Like, yeah, special had better verses than that alone. You know, I'm just on my special. You know what I mean? Like, now, you said, something, you said something about Meek. You said, what's going on with Meek? You tell me. Yeah, I don't know. I wish he dropped some music. I'm a big Meek Mill supporter. When all well, you I niggas turned on me, when all you niggas, when all you niggas turned on me when I Drake beef, I was still riding with me. Still. Well, the one thing I know mm-hmm. is that um, Meek is doing is in his TV acting bag because there's some show called Charm City. It's about Baltimore, and Meek is in all it, right. and they promoting it heavy. So I know Meek is in his his acting bag. So is is that oh, okay. why we we're not hearing music from him? Do you think or? <laughs> I would, I would think that would be the reason, right? That's the reason why. I, I don't know because, you know, to remind people, Tupac used to do movies and music at the same time like it was nothing. Yep. Nothing, nothing, yep. nothing in the way of yep. the other. He performed like right. a belly while he was shooting movies. So, you know. Yo, I ain't gonna fuck, man. Tupac's work ethic. Yo, Tupac's work ethic is like, he's first team all work ethic dude, man. Like, I put, put Wayne in there and I'm gonna put I just had somebody tip my tongue, man. Oh my God! West Side, West Side Gun, West Side Gun, West Side Gun. I would, I would say West Side Gun also, and I'm surprised you said that because a lot of people don't like West wait, like that. Why, why are you surprised I said that? By the based on his output of work, the man puts out three to four projects a year, every year. He does. He puts out more projects than Benny and and, and Conway. He puts out more projects Not than him. anybody. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. So his work ethic um, is insane. Yeah. Are you still rocking out to Planet Asia? Absolutely. And you will hear Planet Asia be revisited when we do our top 10 albums. Believe it or not, the uh, special production is going to be highlighted in our year-end, uh, in our year-end talk. And Shane North said she's going to drop another project. That's going to be very interesting because, you know, we love Wait, by this year? Hollow Brown. Yeah. Yes. She said oh, she's I'm, dropping I'm, 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 she here said that. I'm here for that. So, Yo, shout out to Shane North. Word. To I'm me, here for that. Word. So, to me, so to me, I feel that hip-hop needs to act like they know Wait who Shane North is. Because I'm getting sick. Shame on us. I'm Shame on us. I'm gonna go get back to that. But shame on us though that we when we're gonna review this album, man. We gotta see it maybe tomorrow or sometime during the week if we can. Just for a guy that you and I rock with heavy, we're gonna appreciate you on the show about this man. We respect his we me and you respect this cat so much. Like we was really into this dude, man. It's Papoose. Absolutely. I need to do the knowledge of Papoose and watch I need to do the knowledge of Papoose and Saigon. I am a first team Papoose fan. Me too. Um, Facts. When we ever do when we ever do our 2000 MC ranking list, it's going to really blow people's minds how high I have Papoose. When in the 2000s he did not legitimately drop an album, but his impact on rapping and what I listened to for that 10 year span is is. Is very impactful. Yeah, I mean, I want to listen to his album, and I want to listen to Saigon's album too. I want to sit down with those projects 
and really, you know, we call him we'll dive into that. Yeah, we call him Sagiri over here. Sagiri, Sagiri, Sagiri all day. Listen, Saigon to this day. Oh, Cyborg, to this day, I don't know what Saigon was thinking about when he ran up a Marv D. R.I.P. Prodigy, but that, I don't know what he's thinking about. That's what I wanted to ask you. I'm going to say this right now. The fact that he was able to get off that stage without getting a universal beatdown, that's crazy. Is something that I will never understand. <laughs> I will never understand crazy. how you could be on a stage, how you could be on a stage with Mob Deep and the entire crew <laughs> and <laughs> snuff Prodigy and not and get that off. And get I that get, off. Now, props to my man, Um Picasso. Because Um Picasso tried to get him. He tried. Like, he grabbed, but he really tried to get him. But I think the shock of Prodigy getting snuffed like that and him getting out there, jumping on his bodyguard back and his bodyguard running through, it's just amazing how you could do that. How are you going to go talk to to Havoc and then run and punch yes. Prodigy dead in his face? Yo, my man, there's no way have that, that, that Saigon was supposed to get off that stage without getting beat down. I mean, I'm never going to understand that. Let's be real. And this is right after the heels of the Smack DVD with um with True Life Saigon and Jojo Capone when he was breaking the seeds on the floor, right? That was right after. That was like That's Gary right. did that shit before Saigon. That shit is crazy. So they know what it is, man. Oh my God, that era was crazy. Even though I never liked True Life's music though, but I think they know that. Let's need to handle that. So why did Jay Z sign it? So why was Jay Z? right off because he hated Dipset so much. Because he hated Dipset so much, and whole love that. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. And the time he's beefing with Dipset, Jay likes that. And let's call it what it is. Jay didn't really want to, even though Jay did jump on the Brooklyn song, the Harlem joint, I mean, balling beat, and did get at Jim and them, though. He, he threw a bar at Jim and um, Cam. Yeah, Jay's out the rocker. He didn't bring that up though. He only gave him, he only gave him half a bar. F you niggas, yeah. So he always says that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never liked True Life. I thought True Life was trash musically. I want to keep it tall. Like he was terrible. Like True Life dropped the album. Like he been pouring champagne and and cereal and all that. Okay, fine, my guy. And you know, but when you try your music was bad though. So it was like you trying to restore order type shit in New York, but you really wasn't cracking like that. So like I ain't like your music like that at all. Saigon so was my guy, and Jojo Capone was just a nigga that had street ties. Cause I ain't never like his music either. Dead ass. He never liked that nigga music. A lot of these niggas' music I did not like. If you want to go there, shit, you know what I mean. Um. I was telling you about the drink champs the other day when Juan was saying Cruz, whatever, James Cruz and the other brother that was on the show with Nori. And then you guys let me say, oh, three, how you enjoy that so much because of stories? I don't mind the stories, but I just didn't like when, because they was rocking with LL, they started going in this LL bag, like LL with Wash Karras. Well, I don't understand. Yo, LL, let me tell you something, man. I, we respect the LL Cool J and Shane on me and watching that we've never done an appreciation for you. That's, we'll do that one day, but I'm, let me just say this. You're not going to wash KRS-1. KRS-1 is not going to wash you either. Let me just say that. But for those guys that sit up there with Nori, and Nori, for you to get, let them niggas get that off, like, that's crazy to me, son. Like, like LL washing Chris? What are we doing, Wax? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Everybody at Violator, y'all should be embarrassed what Cruz said. 
For Crooks to sit up there, a dude in my age bracket, and say, and hold on, it wasn't Crooks either, the other nigga too. Eric Nix also, his name was Eric Nix, the other nigga, Eric Nix. Okay. Let me get his name right. Ahead, for y'all to get up there, for y'all to get up there and say that LL Cool J can watch KRS One, it it didn't hurt your credibility. It destroyed it. Let me tell you what really destroyed your credibility. That y'all brought up the song Headspun. What is KRS gonna do <laughs> when when Come when on. when El Headspun? Yo, you know what y'all sounded like? Y'all sounded like industry execs. Who know nothing about hip hop except commercially released songs that mm-hmm. are released as singles, videos, not for. I mean, y'all sounded and, that, hold on. and that's what they're grading it on. Watch, that's what they're grading it on. On the strength of that, yo, we was able to get some radio joints off when we made money off these songs, and we was able to see LL eat off these kind of joints, right? And you and I was giving LL his flowers, especially '80s. You and I always talk about, okay, guys that flourish in the '80s. Flourish in the '90s and flourish in the early 2000s. And let's be real, LL was one of those guys who's done that. More, listen, more than Kane, more than Rakim, more than Scott Rick, more than all the niggas. But I would say this though, I would say this though, Guru was with him in that. The Guru did hang with him in that. Okay. Um, this is a 20-song battle. I'm telling you this right now. You, Krubs, and Nick. Elf playing, you know, I'm going to Cali and I love when he's in his 80s bag and Karras is playing my philosophy. It, it's going to look really my bad. It's not even going to look competitive. My philosophy playing this on Pink's, Pink's cookies in a plastic bag. Are you kidding me? Karras one got 20 songs Listen, better than that. That's, what I, that's the point. Like, they don't understand. And that's why Karras I think KRS is still going hard about LL because he just recently um, he went on um, he went on the comedians podcast and was talking about Michael Epps. KRS was on Michael Epps talking about okay. LL because the way LL and and then you got these violated clowns. Y'all can't talk about KRS. KRS can battle any MC who's alive who has music in the eighties and the nineties, and he can go song for song with them twenty deep. To say, to be dismissive of Karras and say L, and to be on a drink champ and Nori to just, just sit there, yo, the radio album is not going to beat Criminal Minded Album on the battle. It's not. And there's nothing anybody can do about that. And, and then as soon as you go into I, like, they think songs like I'm That Type of Guy and Big Old Butt, which I like a lot, don't get it twisted, watch. And I love Boomin' System. I it's love Boomin' System. Let's get it clear. But he loves gonna get you. It's I'm not gonna be that I'm in the room. Brenda got a big old butt, and you know that Brenda. Oh, I'm leaving you. And then he <laughs> B plus great. He's dropping that man. It's gonna be ugly out. Kara to drop the song in the MC, and I'm gonna go crazy. I'm gonna go crazy. His verse so, off channel live madism. His verse off madism. I'm gonna go crazy that that shit gets played. So the reason I think the, 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 the lens that they're looking at it is L. Cool J had commercial radio play startup success. Based on yeah. that, L. Cool J, based on that, L. Cool J will beat everybody. If you're basically on the fact that L. Cool J had, the, his name is Ladies Love Cool J. He made commercial radio-friendly songs that were fire and great, 
But in a 20-song battle, if you think KRS can't just put songs that everybody who listens to hip-hop is going to nod their head, come on, Elko J's playing. This is why I said, and let, me, and let me be clear, though. I don't even like the LL KRS one battle talk. I don't even like that shit. So I don't know how that got started, but I don't even like that, to be honest with you. But I will say this. That's why it made sense if LL was going to battle somebody. It would never be someone, like, not in his era. Someone that, he, an offspring of his, a Ja Rule, a Fabulous, guys who made those kind of songs. Like, those would be the type of individuals that battle LL to me, not Chris. But to me, I, but to me, I want him to battle somebody. Listen, yeah, I'll take battle, to, one, me, to me, I'll take KRS one versus Ice Cube Watts. I'll take KRS one versus Ice Cube. But you know why I want KRS and LL battle? Because now it's gotten personal. Because because they're talking about it now, and LL is one hundred percent ducking the smoke, and it's embarrassing that he's ducking the smoke. And, and for those dudes that violated, it's insulting to compare KRS to LL Cool J. That yeah, in crazy. itself was insulting. It destroyed the guy. credibility of what they had to say. Could you imagine me and you were doing a podcast and a dude took up there and he's like, "Oh no, we can never get LL Cool J because LL Cool J got he got dogs, I would have intervened. Dogs, I would have intervened in that conversation and been like, "Yo, hold on now, hold on y'all, hold on." And I got act like LL. Is gonna watch Kara's son. Let's have. Let's you really talk about this shot. You know what I mean? I would have said. I would have said. Um, have y'all listened to Kara's one? What do y'all know about him? Let's talk about it. Let's talk. Let's go from criminal minded to my philosophy to boogie down production. Let's, let's let's talk about it. And my you're saying in this rocks. Are you crazy? Because oh that whole time, LL, that whole time, KRS is coming out with albums. LL's coming out with albums too. They're literally yep. in the same era. So how? So so I would ask him. I said, when exactly is LL going to start washing him? When? Yeah. See, see, that's the problem. There's one way. If you feel one way that LL will win, okay, fine. But when you start saying destroy and washing, I got a big problem with those words. I got a big problem with the washing because and destroy KRS one talk. Because you disrespect. Uh, yeah, that's wild disrespectful, son. That's wild disrespectful. Like, there's, there's, there's some things I don't understand in hip hop, and I understand it's, it's everybody got has their own opinion. But the shit on niggas like Run DMC or shit on niggas like KRS one, I can't, I can't join that party. I'm sorry, I just can't. I can't, Jack. I'm gonna ask you this question because I'm. I'm a, Outcast is more critically acclaimed than Run DMC. If you were doing a hip hop impact, would Outcast have a bigger impact on your hip hop than Run DMC? Nah, because it's deeper than just the music now. Because now, you know why? Because with Run DMC, the music is number one, but there's other elements that's also compacting that. I was wearing Adidas with no strings because of Run DMC. My cousin was buying rope chains. Because of Run DMC, I was wearing leather ball jackets because of Run DMC. I remember buying Raising Hell album with the purple cover, and I remember buying that shit. Like, nah, it's Run DMC is my first hip hop niggas that really like, like wowed me. You know what I'm saying? Like before Rakim and all that was Run DMC. Run DMC was everywhere. To me, like to me, it's, it's DMC. difficult for me to ele- it's it's difficult for me to elevate rap groups over Run DMC. When you think yeah, about you how important they was to the eighties, um, I felt personally before Rakim 
ushered in a new way to rhyme. Yeah, I thought MC. one did that. MCs. Because hip-hop at yes, that point I mean. was, and you don't stop. And throw your hands in the hands. And when it completely shifted my whole outlook on what hip-hop was supposed to sound like. So, um, you can no one you can't you can't talk eighties hip hop and even diss Run DMC at all. Nobody can. Nobody can. Nobody can. Yeah, if crazy. you think all these people love Slick Rick, Run DMC more. Think about this. If you think people love Slick Rick, Run DMC had a bigger impact than Slick Rick. How about that? And let me and let me say this also, man. I don't want nobody killing me when I'm saying this. I see how niggas say I'm killing Slick Rick. I'm not killing Slick Rick. Watch, but. Stand when a man names his album The Great Adventures of Slick Rick, right? And as a big portion of why he's deemed as the greatest storyteller of all time. But can it, I, I just want to be respectful when I say this, Wild, so bear with me for a second. I understand Rick has given us so many classics. That Great Adventures of Slick Rick album is a five-byte album. I'm going to go with it first off. It's a classic album. But is Slick Rick really a better storyteller than Big Nas and Ghostface Killer? Like, Ghostface verse off Impossible. Like, do niggas don't have this blood on my wallet, like, catch up? Like, are you, like, that whole story that Ghostface is painting, you and I did a fucking Joe Budden, um, Wu Music fucking 2, and spoke about three sides of a story. Like, why? Am I bugging to say, okay, I, I, of course Slick Rick is, is in first team ballot. Of storytelling, but when niggas try to say like he's the greatest of all time, I don't know if I'm pressed right now in 2020. I'm not trying to rewrite history, Watts. I'm just saying over over niggas that I just spoke about. I think there's so many MCs who are great at telling stories. I think they just don't promote themselves as storytellers. Slick Rick, because of Children's Story, because he came up with an album called The Art of Storytelling. The mythology was right. Slick Rick is the greatest storyteller in hip-hop. And I'm telling you, there are so many great stories in hip-hop that are told. I mean, me and you talk about it. Every time we talk about albums, we pick out the introspective verses, the storytelling yep. verses. Like, right. that's the like part of hip-hop. What do you consider the mission by Special Ed? Isn't that a storytelling song? Yep. The mission? Yep. Yeah, like, like yep. how come we don't know Special and his storytelling song. Love the mission. The whole story. You know, Jane is a story about a woman. EPMD. So, you know, my man, Red yeah, Man's Superman Lover series. Come on, Superman it was a Lover. Story. Come on. Story. He's telling a story yep. about the adventures of Superman Lover, this fictional yep. blunt rolling superhero. So, I think Slick Rick. It's lazy hip hop journalism to just say Slick Rick is the greatest storyteller of all. The niggas going that back. I don't got Rick over Nas. in storytelling. One love. Like I don't know, I, man. I, I don't know. I think. I think. I think so many of you so guys. When I say that though, but Indian girl meant a lot to us. Even the kid song on storytelling, like the way the kid joint. Let me love that. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Ending girl. Listen, I said, I made this statement. The Great Adventures of Slick Rick 
was a more impactful album to the hip-hop culture than the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. And the reason why I said that is because, remember what I told you last time? The reason why I said that is because Rolling Stone, when they did their greatest 500 albums, they rated Uh the miseducation of Lauryn Hill as the greatest, quote-unquote, hip-hop album. And I'm like, I'm not jacking that, though. I was like, that album did not impact hip-hop like the Great Adventures of Slick Rick. It just didn't. The Great Adventures of Slick Rick was one of the most important albums in hip-hop. And that's not jumping out the window either, man. That's just real talk, man. I'm sorry. That is not jumping out the window. That's real talk. At all. Like, I think Lawrence versus on the Fuji's were more familiar and miseducational. You know that, right? They did. You know, it's crazy. I was listening to Lauren verses on the Fugees, and I'm going to say this. People need to stop short-selling Lauren as an MC because they like to run to the miseducation of Lauren Hill because she got her most celebration from it, and she only rapped on three songs. But that's, 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 that's not the Lauren I love, though. That's not the Lauren I you love. You see, it, and this is the thing I need people to understand. If you want to hear rapping, Lauren Hill rapped on the first two Fuji's albums, all she did was rap. Yeah. And her verses on them Fuji albums were five mic verses. And yeah. let me tell you this, man. Yeah. Since, since we're we giving females their flowers. I'm going to say this again, man. Rod Digger was ball for ball with Lauryn Hill during that time, man. Hill during he just wasn't thinking. Definitely. Definitely. Rod, Definitely. Rod, I love Digger. Man, I'm talking. Yo, I way, love Digger, man. You know, the way I don't think Rod Digger gets the flowers she deserves because she never had the commercial success of Fox and Little Kim. Let me be here to tell you, Rod Digger might have been better than both of them, as a, just as a pure MC. She was. Listen, I'm gonna say that. I love Foxy. My listen, Foxy Brown is my favorite female female MC, but lyrically she's not better than Rod Digger. And 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 I feel the same way. I feel Rod Digger is one of the most underappreciated MCs in hip hop history, but she never had the success. That's going on. But man, could she rap? I mean, really rap. You know. My nigga. She's on that, but on them uh, Flip Mode album was fire. My man, I love I love her. I love every verse she got on the Flip Mode album. Every verse. By the way, uh, I, I noticed you Eurostep the fact that Lord Have Mercy was on the MOP Warriors album. Oh I noticed you God. wanted to Eurostep that. Why did you Eurostep that, that he was on that album? Lord have mercy. I'm, I'm sorry, man. Lord have mercy was a gimmick. That voice was not going to really get popped off like that. Like, why I, Why don't you I, talk? <laughs> I like Snackle Puss more than Lord have mercy. How about that? Um, Can I say that? tell people Snackle Because people might not know what you're talking about. <laughs> no Snag is, man. Come on, they know Snag is. No, if niggas listen you to me and you, they know Snaggers. You think people listen to me and you know Snagglepusses when they say yes. to us, yo, yes. y'all, put us to yes. y'all put us on to R.J. Payne. How many people tell us we put them on to I the have no idea. All the time. Right, so, so, All so the time. tell these people Snagglepusses, because they might not know. Nigga, they, you think niggas are on Snagglepusses? Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people looking at the show don't know who he is. Why, I, 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 explain, me, explain me why you say that. Explain to me why you say that first. Because they can't name a commercial. Because they cannot name a commercially released album that he's on. They can't. Okay, that's the reason why. Should I go listen to? 
Yeah, of course that's the reason why. What other reason can you have? If I say go on iTunes and get this, right. what, what can I tell them to go on iTunes or Spotify right. or streaming? <laughs> I can't, you know what I'm saying? So, so right, right, tell right, them right. who Snagglepuss is, man. Let them know. I would say this though. Listen, DJ Duop really is the person that put us on to Snagglepuss. I don't know if you, how you feel that way, but I got introduced to him more because of Duop and everything. And sidebar, me and Watson had an appreciation on mixtape DJs. If y'all never listened to that, please go listen to that. We just celebrated all the Von G's, SNS, Slay, Clue, and all that. Please go listen to that anyway. But the point I was making with Snagglepuss and Lord Have Mercy was that they had interest, they had unique voices, but it wasn't going to take them anywhere to watch. You get what I'm okay. saying? Like nine. Like okay, so nine. Nine had a nice voice, but nine wasn't really popping like that. So my so my, my question to you is, why do you feel Brooklyn MCs like Rampage didn't make it the way he should have? And do you feel Buster focused on Rampage when he should have focused on Rod Digger before Rampage? What do you, what do you think about that? Because what about Wild for the Night with Rampage? Did you like Wild like for the Night? I did like that, that song, song, though. I did like Wild for the Night, though. Uh-huh. I got to keep it a stack. Okay. I like that song a lot. I like that song more than Tracy's okay. song. How about that? Mm-hmm. Okay, I 100% strongly disagree with you, and I think you just jumped out the window <laughs> with that. Like, I think you leap out the window. Everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. That song was the anthem, and when Big and Mary was there, yo, I was, yo, I loved it. I loved it. Let me say something. The death um, of Big. It hurt Tracy Lee's career. It because re- that was his man. They was they had the same management, yeah. Buy Storm management, mm-hmm. Mark Pitts. That was the connect. Fifty blessed him with. I mean, uh, uh, Biggie blessed him with a five mic collaboration song. Five mic, one of the greatest collaboration songs. Keep your hands high in hip hop history. In the history of hip hop, you can't name, in my opinion, two songs better than it. That's how much I, I love. Keep I it can. High. With Biggie, name them. Name the two songs. And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna keep it the same way. I'm gonna keep it the same topic. You're talking about Big. You're saying Big overshadowed the song, right? Overshadowed Trey Lee, right? No, he didn't overshadow Trey Lee. No, he did it. He did not. Overshadow. It's a great song. It's a great collaboration song. Well, I thought Big overshadowed Craig Mack. How about that? That's the point I'm trying to make. Big overshadowed Craig Mack. You don't think so? What? Just- what do you mean, big overshadowed Craig Mack? What are you talking about? After Flav, after Flav and Yeah with Craig Mack, man, once Big came and started like maneuvering and making his making his stat, like dog, Flav and Yeah was so big. I'm not gonna get it twisted. It's one of the hottest songs like that and um, Bring the Pain. I had those songs in heavy rotation back to back. I was playing those songs back to back. But Craig Mack wasn't popping after that song, my G. Big took over Bad Boy. So Flavor in Your Air Remix was fire. Craig Mack is on that. That's a follow-up Big song. Big had a better verse, though. Big had a better verse. Then he had a song called Get Down, which was another fire like song. And it was fire. okay. It was okay. okay. Don't do that. Don't, don't say fire, nigga. Don't say fire. Don't say fire. It was okay. Wait, wait, but it, it was wasn't fire. fire. But it was fire. But it was the song. It was Get fire. Down, fire. It was fire. 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 Get down was fire. It was fire. It's a four point five mic song. It's a four point five mic song. You jumping out the window. Get down by Craig Mack. You jumping out the window. Jumping out the window. 
Look, Jump video, it out the window. No, I'm not. Video. No, I'm not. Dog, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. First of all, the beat was fire. No, I'm you not. You cannot compare Get okay. Down to Flavor in Your Air, my nigga. That, You're crazy. Flavor in Your Air was a better song. Get Down was a dope follow-up song. A very dope follow-up song. Put it this way. I'll give you an example. Let me give you an example. I'll give you an example. Joy was the follow-up song that it take two. What was the better right. follow-up song? Joy, pump it up, pump it up. Or Get Down, in your opinion. What was the better follow-up song? Joy. <laughs> okay. Think about Joy, pump it up, pump it up. Tell me what's going on yeah. with you. When, 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 uh, when Bob Bass and DJ Easy Rock, that was their second single. You, you, was, you was really into that. I love that song. My nigga, I love that. Let me say something real quick. <laughs> I like that Rob Bass album. Let me say that also. I actually like that album. I got some drinks on there. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be just Rob Bass and Easy Easy. I'm not gonna go that man. No. No. Easy Rock R.I.P. Easy Rock. Did he pass away? Yes. Did Easy Rock pass away? Yeah. R.I.P. Easy yes. Rock. Yes. R.I.P. Definitely Easy Rock, man. I ain't gonna hold you. Are you still listening to the Locks album? No, I'm not. And this is what I wanted to ask you. <laughs> what, um, what, in, in, in 1996, right? In 1996, one of the greatest years in hip-hop. Do you yeah. feel, when we talk about 96, do you feel we leave out albums like, let me ask you this, Stakes is High by De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest album that they dropped in 96, oh, UGK Dirty, do you feel we right. leave those albums when we talk 96 hip-hop? Yes. I think there's a logical reason. We're from New York City, man. Let's be real. We're not listening to UGK 96. Just call it what it is. Y'all can call me ignorant and all that, fine. But in 96, when, yo, I'm not yo, 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 You know what? So let me just say this. Why that's not fair. And why we must take the blame. And I'm going to say why. It's our ignorance. My man, we was fanatic. We really loved the alcoholics. They were from California. And I like and we really, well, I like outcast more than okay. UGK, my nigga. So, so my point is, so don't say it's a regional thing when we clearly were listening to hip-hop outside our region. So explain to me why UGK didn't resonate with us. It doesn't resonate with me like that, man. It is Okay. Okay, why didn't 8 more and MJ? E40, E40 did not resonate with me. Project Pat didn't resonate with me. It's just going to be like that. But why? You gravitate to some uh, Southern MCs, some West Coast MCs. I love, about the MCs I love that MCs. didn't resonate with your soul. I love Jesus. You know how I feel about Jesus. You know I feel about Nipsey. I'm talking about in the nineties. I'm, I'm talking about uh, in the nineties. You got you got UGK, nah, Abel, MJG. I was nah, I wasn't playing that. Nope, sorry. I just you said you're that. from New York, right? But you were a big fan of the Ghetto Boys and Scarface. I was. So how can you I say that Scarface. when you clearly listen? That's what I'm saying. You clearly listen to Scarface and the Ghetto Boys. I love in Face. the nineties. I love Face Mob. But so, but, so why? So what? So what was the disconnect? I love Cypress Hill. UGK? I love Cypress Hill. They're from Cali. You know. What was the disconnect? I with love UGK and Riding Dirty. This is a classic album. Like, how did you miss out on this album? The same way you missed out, nigga. 
Same way you missed out. It didn't resonate with me like that. It just didn't. Okay. I didn't like that album at all, to be honest. But I keep telling and niggas all the time that we bash. Hold on, time I talk. I'm for disclaimer. I tell niggas all the time when they try to go in that East Coast, West Coast side back with us that we, we we criticize more New York rappers more than any other region. And niggas can't say nothing when I say that because the truth. We get on more New York rappers in this show more than any other region. And that's a fact. Like, you're not, you're, in 2013, you try to front like Troy Ad was a poppet. I don't. He's from Brooklyn like you. He ain't not the biggest Troy Ad fan. He's from Troy. He's from Troy Ad. Well, whatever. But you don't like that album like I do. I love that album. Troy Ave, New York City, the album. I think there are a lot of albums that you love that I never listened to. Just like there's albums that <laughs> I love that you never listened to. And yes. I'll give you an example. Heist of the Century, Lot of Dark Man. I love oh that God. album. I That's an example of an album that my I nigga, love. You're the only person that like that album. Like. No, no, no. I didn't like that album, Three. I loved that album, meaning you it's an album that, that I played. Meaning that it's an album that I put in my Walkman and played every day for months. That's Wait, what I was doing. Like you was rocking that shit like the Infamous? Like, like Illmatic? Yes. Yes. And I, and I will tell you the five mics song. Killer Sin and Lot of Dark Man, Heist of the Century. Five mic song. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Heist of the Century, Lot of Dark Men, Killer Sin is a five mic hip hop song. So that's the point. There are albums that you gravitated to that I never gravitated to. I'll tell you another album that I loved, and I don't, I don't know how you felt about it, but I played it. 1995, while you were listening to The Infamous, you know what I was listening to? I was listening to Sitting on Chrome, Master Ace, with Lord Digger. And Paula Perry. That album meant everything to me. Paula Perry from Fort Greene, Brooklyn. Lord Digger. I was rocking Jeezy album hard in 05. You wasn't rocking Jeezy hard like in 05. No, I wasn't. And like it pains you to admit... Can you finally admit that Kendrick had the best verse on Control? Can you finally admit that? Are you ready to do that? No, the best the verse on the best verse on oh, Control Jesus. was Jay Electric. All right, all right, fine. I also think that Big Sean. I also think that Big Sean gets so undercut on that song as if Big Sean wasn't even on hey, that. Y'all act ooh, like that's his fault. Y'all act like that's his fault. That's his fault. Song. That's his fault, nigga. That's his fault. Not his fault. That's his fault. It's a narrative. So let me tell you about society. Society is like this. A narrative can be spun and people run with it. Let's, let's, let's talk about some hip-hop narratives that people run with. No, I can't pick beats. Let me give you some. Let me I'll give you hip-hop that. narratives that people run Eminem, without thoughts. Eminem no, killed kill wait, 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 wait a minute. Eminem killed Jay-Z on Renegade. Eminem killed Jay-Z on Renegade. That's another, okay, another one. Slick Rick is the greatest storyteller of all time. It's another hip-hop yes. narrative that, that people put and, and, and it stays, right? Here's another hip-hop narrative that stays. Kendrick Lamar had the best verse on control. 
That is a hip-hop narrative. Because like my man, J-Electricity PBS Mystery said, I had the best verse. J-Electronicus tweeted it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait wait a minute, wait a minute. So because J-Electronicus felt he had the best verse, that makes it valid? Because he feels that way? Isn't he supposed to feel that way? No. As an MC? The point of the... Are you kidding me right now? Wait a minute. Your argument was that because Jay Electronica felt that his verse was the best. Well, Jay Electronica, let me tell you something, brother. Just because you felt that way, the masses thought Tarkham Kendrick's verse stinged more than everyone else's did. It stinged the culture. But but here's the thing. I'm 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 going to just give you some real talk. Oh, give me some real and talk. And put it in here. Give me some Right. From a historical perspective, what exactly was Kendrick's control verse? What did that mean to you? So I'll, I'm going to give you some verses. So in your mind, the Kendrick control verse is the oh, Trump snatcher verse. Here we go to the comparison verses no, no, now. No, no. Here we go into the show, turn it to comparison verses. Which verse so, better so than Kendrick Lamar? So let me ask you a question. So, 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 no. let, me, let me do what you're going to do. So because I say somebody has a better verse than Kendrick Lamar's Lamar verse, then your, your, your opinion is that the, the verse is not that great. You're going to go in that bag. But no, no. no, no. Here, here's the bag go to. The only way you know something is great is through comparing contrast. That's why no, you compare. No, that's not it. That's not it. That's not, that's not true. That's not true. So, so not, not true. only is it true. So not only is it true. That's not true. The fact, you, the fact that you could say letting it off, setting it off, beginning, rough to the end. The fact that you can rap. King's verse from the symphony means that verse resonated with your uh, soul. The uh, fact that uh, you can't even talk about that Kendrick said in control verse. So why every, did you just run to the booth every, after Kendrick's verse then? So why did every rapper run? We've never seen any, every rapper. We've never seen every rapper run to a booth after niggas verse. We've never seen that hip hop. Yeah, I did. I saw, I saw every rapper that history. I saw every rapper that Fifty talked about in Piggy Bank run to the booth and make songs for him and never stop. Not, not like not, not like control. Not like control. Not sorry. Like, not like control. Dedicated life. You know how many rappers jumped on a control beat? Time out. Do you know how many rappers jumped on that control beat, my nigga? Your man Pat Poos. Your man Joel Ortiz, Joe Budden, Cassie, all these niggas ran to the booth, my G. Are you kidding me right now? Kendrick has something on his this resume that no rapper has, not even Nas, not even Jay has, that every nigga had to run to the booth after his verse. So, 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 That's something so, so let me, let me, So let me tell you this. You hurt your hip-hop you credibility when you talk about this. You, you hurt oh. your hip-hop credibility when you talk right. about this Great. Kendrick verse. Great. Great, when you talk great. about this control, because it's not one of those words. Nigga, am it's, I lying? Am I you, fucking lying? What I'm saying is you, on. The you, niggas run to the booth. The niggas run to the booth. True or false? The niggas run to the booth. True. All right. So what are we talking about then? The point. So here's the, the point we were. The point we were making was how hip hop narratives can just uh. go somewhere and people them as facts. The hip hop narratives never work. There's another hip hop narrative that. Back to back is an all-time great hip-hop diss song because it, it was played in clubs and because it was a radio rotation song. Back to back is a nothing. It is an absolute nothing hip-hop song that will never be talked I'm about in the grand scheme. I'm disagree, I cannot believe I'm defending Drake on this. I cannot believe I'm defending Drake on this. Okay, let me, let me, back to back is a dope hip-hop 
song. Mr. I love the bitch in you. I want to hear this. I got to be real, man. To watch niggas sing back to back, as much as I don't like Drake, it pained me to see me go through that, son. It, it, it really, that song really tortured me, took, tortured me so. That's did, another, it, come it, on. That it, is it did, another hip hop narrative. Meek is my back man. To back my nigga, I'm a Meek man. Song. Meek is my, I'm a Meek fan saying this. I, you know I fuck with Meek way so, more than Aubrey. So, 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 so what we're doing now is we're talking about hip-hop narratives that just last but don't really resemble reality. Drake is the biggest, most successful commercial rapper in history in terms of a rapper who everything he does immediately gets radio play and it charts. So he takes, he takes super extra mid this song, we're going back to that, back to There's nothing dope and fire about that because a is bunch that of white song? people. Is that your girl Yo, song? wait a minute. Is that your song or your white girl song? Nah, Drake got some quotables. Nothing, nah, man, Drake got some quotables, watch. There's nothing dope about. That's it. My man, are you really going to sit here and argue with me that back to back is dope? This song? Like, are you doing it's that? It's not bad, though. Jump it's not, not bad though. What? That back to back that they dope this song. It's not. That's not bad though. It's not bad. Oh that's all God. I'm saying. It's not bad. Okay. Not it's not bad. I waved the white flag. I waved the white flag. I will concede and say I lost this argument. If three is going to argue with me, that back to back is a solid diss song. It's that a solid diss song. It is solid, man. It's not. It's not a solid diss song. Right. My man, when we did our top diss songs, we didn't put that song on there. Why is that? We did it. I we think did Drake it. got an honorable mention. Drake got a, I think Drake got an honorable mention for me. Jesus Christ. He got well, an honorable mention for me. He did get an honorable well, mention. Well, he did. You out here, you out here talking about Drake has a dope this song, then 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 I have I can't I have no rebuttal for that. You, you My nigga, you acting like wait a minute, wait a minute. You acting like that song is on some like Mace Oracle Mace Oracle song coming at Cam like it's a garbage song like that. Like no, it's not. Like, no, the, the, you can't the, say the, that. The, the, the thing I was saying was that the hip hop narratives say something, and you run with it. So basically, you're saying, so okay, I'll, I'll, let me give you a hip hop narrative. In 1990, 1994, the best rapper was MC Hammer. And you know what I'm basing that on? That he sold 10 million records. Nobody was better than him. So I'm gonna stand on that square. Nobody can rebuttal that because it's a fact. He was the biggest commercial selling rapper during that time. Please, Hammer, don't hurt him. No rapper can see him. But yet, but yet, when it comes to Drake, we give him flowers, and we make him the best rapper. But nobody was saying Hammer was the best rapper in 90 and 91, even though... My guy, my Drake guy, was. my guy. You're That's what Drake. I thought. You, That's you, what I thought. You give Drake way more love than I do. Let's be clear on that, number one. But I have to acknowledge that Aubrey's song did sting. I cannot ignore that back-to-back did not sting. Okay, you know what else you have to acknowledge, three? How big was Can't Touch This? Very big. Real big, right? We got, right, right. Bigger, bigger than Love's Gonna Get You by KRS-One. Is that a fact? Both came out in 1990. Is that a fact? Nah, I like Love's Gonna Get You more. I like Love's Gonna Get You more. Tell me, tell me. It was like bigger, it was bigger, it was bigger than any song of a brand new Ben's album, One For All, that came out in 1990. But, but here's the reality. The reality is Can't Touch This was the biggest song. 
It was more successful, it was more popular, it got more radio play. He got everything that hip-hop gives Drake. You know what we're going to start doing? PSA hip-hop, it's time to give the MC Hammer his flowers over every rapper who came out in 90 and 91 and 92. We have to give him flowers over P-Rock Tail Smooth, over everybody. Because now listen, I'm going to say this. Do I have Hammer as an MVP in 1991? No, but he was a... He was one of the MVPs. He's not my MVP. He's not my MVP. So that's what I say. That's what I mean. That's what I mean when we talk about um, hip hop narratives. So the hip hop narratives that you fall for, I don't fall for them. You fall for the back to back. You you fall. I don't fall you, for you. My man, you, you just argued with me that back to back is a dope hip hop song, and you're just a yes, because with, it I saw, is. Because I, saw I watch it sing. Yes, I saw him because, because I watch it that sing. Me. You're right. Because I watch you're it. Right. Okay. You're right. One hip hop narrative you I go watch with. Let me give you another hip hop narrative you go with. Let me give you another hip hop narrative that you abide by. Okay. Control big. Con- the control verse. Yeah. That it's this legendary oh, verse God. in hip hop history. Everybody ran to the booth. All the New York people wrapped over the booth. Yes, yes, they ran to the booth. Yep. That means nothing to you, right? I know. It means a lot to me that uh, one rapper had niggas running to go to a booth to write some verses to comment on his shit. Yeah, that's that's power. That is power, whether you want to admit that or not. It just is. You know what I mean? This guy's crazy. All right, watch, man. Take us home, my G. P.S. Hip Hop, the home of Anthony Davis. And the reason why it's the home of Anthony Davis is because oh, we now realize Anthony, now realize Anthony Davis is a glorified version of Paul George. <laughs> what? Wait, come on, son. Paul George, A.D. on the same? Come on, son. You're buggy. You jump out the window, Watts. That's jumping out the window. Come on, explain yourself. Explain that to me. Let that make Tell me. What, what Anthony Davis did his entire career before he played with LeBron? My dude, he's putting up big numbers, though. He was. And one year they made it to LeBron against, against Golden State. Against Golden State. Jimmy Gardner came in and KD body bagged him. Body bagged him. put his body back in the body bag. Worse than Tech 9 did your man. Oh, God. But, son, you got to stand, though. He's dolo out there with fucking... Drew Holiday and shit like that. Come on. And then uh, Julius Randle. Come on. Before he came on the Knicks. You can't do that to AD, man. AD's still official, man. He's official, dude. You know what I mean? So, that's what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. It's your boy 3 and Watts, man. Little Bob's already, man. What?